grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. It's a great day to be, get, be together. Uh, we are God's people. We're gathered as the children of God this morning, and I'm grateful for every single one of you in the room this morning. Um, it's a great morning. Our preschoolers are going to be singing in just a moment. They're going to be leading us in worship, and it's going to be awesome. I can't wait for it, because on the one hand, they're so cute, and on the other hand, we're going to have a little children's message, and you never know what they're going to say, right? And so it's going to be fun. And uh, how many of you, by the way, are here this morning because uh, of a preschooler? Raise your hand. Okay. All right. Very cool. Uh, it's awesome. We consider it a privilege to have so many kids on our campus uh, every school day and on the weekends. And uh, they are special. They're uniquely created uh, creatures of God, children of God. They're each of them uniquely created by him, by him. Every one of them is holy, we believe. Every one of them is set apart for a life of purpose and meaning and filled with the love of God and his community. Uh, so anyway, a few months ago, my wife and I, we took our three kids over to the cheap movies at the Main Place Mall. Anybody ever been that? If you got three kids, you know, you got to do that because the hot dogs are only a dollar. And so we grabbed a whole bunch of hot dogs, got a tub of popcorn that was the size of my almost preschooler, and we settled into those well-worn seats, and we laughed so hard. And we had such a good time. I mean, it's pretty crazy what they do with these movies these days, right? The kids' movies. I mean, they're really meant for the adults. And we saw the movie Storks. Anybody seen that movie before? Storks? Raise your hand if you've seen Storks. Okay. Oh, really? Just the preschool people up here, Okay. The rest of you, you've got to see it, okay? It's hilarious. I totally recommend it. Anyway, I'm not going to tell the whole story about the movie Storks, but one of the kind of B-plots in the movie is about the family of this kid, and his name is Nate. And uh, Nate sends off to the Storks because he wants a baby brother. Uh, And his parents, they're in business for themselves in real estate, and they are so busy that they just don't have time to spend with little Nate. They're always on their phones. They're always on their headsets. They only have the Bluetooth headsets going all the time. They're always trying to make some sort of real estate deal 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And this little clip from that movie, it kind of spoke to me, and I think it speaks to much of our busy, busy, busy Southern California culture. Check it out. What? Nate? Hey there, everybody. What you doing here? I'm preparing. Right, you're preparing. <laughs> For what? To get my baby brother from the storks. Right. Hey, I love your school encourages imagination over actual learning, but the storks don't deliver anymore. I know. They haven't done that in, like, forever. Dad, you don't have to help me at all. This is a guilt-free pass for you to go back inside and work. Just go, go. What? Shoot. Shoot at Go. Okay, all right, fine. You blink and I'll be in college. What was that? Hmm? No, I'm just walking, working. I... No, I, didn't, I didn't say anything. You should just... Okay. No, 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 it was baby. It felt like one minute ago. What? What? That... Hmm? What? Fine. Dad, you'll be my idol for like two more years. Okay, I heard that one. Okay, all right, look. Five minutes. That's all the time I have is five minutes, and then we stop. Yeah, five okay. minutes. Five minutes, and then... We stop. Five minutes, and then we stop. Five more minutes, and then we stop. What? Five more minutes! That's our chimney. You're going to destroy the whole roof? Mom, we have to replace the chimney with a slide for when the storks deliver my baby brother. What he said. No, don't be crazy. You cannot do the chimney. Come on, don't make me the mean mom. Dads are fun, moms are mean. I heard that. Parent conference. 
Henry, people are going to think we're crazy. We need to tell him. Tell him what? What, to go watch more TV? This is the best time I've had with Nate in my life. I actually feel like a dad again. And when no baby brother shows up? Well, then we tell him. We can get a new chimney, but we'll never be able to replace his time with Nate. And if we put those headsets back on, how old will Nate be when we take him off again? I'm not a jerky teen yet. Fleeting moments, precious memories. All right, that's a pretty good clip. I know you wanted to keep watching, but we got church to do, all right? You got to watch that movie. It's, it's just, oh man, my wife and I, we laughed so much at that movie. Uh, more than the kids, it was kind of embarrassing, actually. Anyway, I don't know how many times, though, I don't know if you heard those little digs uh, that were coming from Nate, and they kind of hit home. And uh, I don't know how many times I've kind of felt guilty, guilty for not spending time with my kids. And it's true what he said. You blink, and the next thing you know, they're in college. And uh, true what he said, it feels like they were babies just a minute ago, right? We were kind of talking over here, our little five-year-old over there who's now going off to kindergarten pretty soon. And uh, it's amazing. They only idolize you for so much and look up to you for so much of a period of time. Anybody resonate with any of that stuff in there, in the video there, even if you didn't watch the, the movie? As I was thinking about that clip... I was thinking about this text that comes from Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5 says this, verse 15 says, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. And I think pretty much everyone in the room here this morning, we want to live lives that are filled with wisdom. We want to live wise lives, right? Then verse 16 says this, Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. It's easy. For us to be distracted by our devices, by our Bluetooth headsets, by social media, by work, by all these things in our culture that are vying for our attention. They're saying, look at me, spend time with me, pay attention to me. And they distract us from the making the most of every opportunity that we have. Verse 17 continues and says, therefore, don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Discovering and understanding God's will. On the one hand, it's kind of a simple thing that we can get, but on the other hand, it's a lifetime pursuit that we try to get into our hearts and our minds and into our beings. When Nate's dad chooses his child over his busyness, his workaholism, and he doesn't send him, did you hear that, to the screens again? When he asks his wife, if we put those headsets back on, how old will Nate be when we take them off? When he doesn't answer the phone and when she grabs the hammer and agrees with her husband that we can always get a new chimney. They chose their child over workaholism and themselves. They made the most of the opportunity at that moment to invest in their son. At St. John's, we've been doing that for 130 plus years. We've been taking opportunities to invest in children. It's the reason why uh, we have the largest preschool through eighth grade in our entire denomination. It's the reason that we have children's ministries and youth ministries. It's the reason why our preschoolers are singing and leading us in worship in just a moment. All of it is rooted in God's will. That will that was given to us by Jesus 2,000 years ago and his vision for the church and for children. 
Mark chapter 10, verse 13 says this. It says, people were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. That's to bless them. But the disciples, his own disciples, all those big disciples, St. John is one of them, they rebuked them. You see, in Jesus' day, children weren't valued like they are today. And so here Jesus, counterculture against his own disciples, rebuking them. Verse 14, it says, when he saw this, Jesus was indignant. He was mad. He was upset. He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Verse 15 says, truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them, and he blessed them. That was 2,000 years ago. We at St. John's for the past 130 plus years have been taking those words of Jesus serious. We carve out time for all of God's children, blessing them with love, blessing them with community, blessing them with a sense of belonging and purpose, with a deep desire for them to hear God speak into their lives so that they too can be wise. They too can make the most of every opportunity. How do we do that? Two ways that we do that is we carve out time and we make the most of those daily opportunities that God gives us. One of the gifts that God has given to God's people a long ago was this thing called the Sabbath. It's a, a day of rest. And some people, they hear that day of rest, remember the Sabbath, they hear a rule, and other people hear it and they see it as a gift. Some friends of mine, they own a music business, a music company, and not unlike Nate's parents, they were busy every day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They were working their lives like it was crazy, and the craziness of their life and the craziness of the business was slowly destroying their family, and they said to me just a few months ago, I was talking about this. They said, Mike, we finally just stopped, and we honored Sabbath. They said, we don't do anything for 24 hours straight. And they chose Friday night to Saturday night. They spend that time with their family. They spend that time resting. They spend that time going to church. And they said, you know what happened? Our family life was better. Our marriage was better. Our time with our children was filled with joy. And you know what? Our business actually became more successful. I mean, I don't know how many times I pulled up to Chick-fil-A on a Sunday, right? And I'm like, I'm like, dude, no one's in the drive-thru, you know? Pull in there, no one answers the microphone. I'm like, go up to the window, it's totally dark in there. And I'm like, oh yeah, they are closed on Sunday. I mean, I think I would get it after like the seventh time, right? <laughs> but what are they doing? They're honoring their employees to give them time with their family, give them time to rest, give them time for God. And you know what? They still have a pretty successful business. Now, we have some freedom in how we do that, how we carve out that time. It's not like legalistic. It's got to be this time to this time. But it's important that we as God's people, we're intentional about it because we're created for that. Exodus chapter 20 says this. It says, for in six days, verse 11 says, in six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth to see all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day. He made it holy. He set it apart. And so God gives us this gift, this gift of the Sabbath. He's given us this gift rest. But he's also given us so much more in his son, Jesus. Jesus, he took time to bless children. And his example has been guiding the church for 2,000 years. 
Not only did he bless them, not only did he spend time with them, but he sacrificed for them. He came to the world for them. He endured persecution for them and scored in hatred and bigotry and abuse for them. He healed them. He honored them. And he went to the cross for them. He died for them. And he rose for them. And he's coming back for them, for the children. It's the children's story. And it's your story and it's my story that no matter how far we may have wandered from God, like a loving father, we're always on his mind. He's always looking out for us with compassion and with strength and a desire for us to come home, to forgive us, to renew us, to empower us, to protect us, to guide us, to make the most of every opportunity. So speaking of making the most of every opportunity, uh, there's many of you who raised your hand earlier and you said you're here for the preschoolers, right? But you're not the only ones that are here in this room for the preschoolers. Every single human being at St. John's, a member of St. John's, is here this morning for the preschoolers. That's God's will for us. That's what Jesus set up 2,000 years ago. It takes more than parents to raise up a child, right? It takes a community to raise a child. So, St. John's, I want you to raise your hand if you're here for the preschoolers today. Amen. I'm going to ask you to do that in a moment when the preschoolers come in here and sing, because I want them to know that every single person in this room is here for them today. We have an opportunity to bless them and for them to feel God's love. Last night, I was at a quinceanera of my, one of my oldest friends from third grade or whatever it was. And uh, it was just awesome. If you've ever been to a quinceanera before, you know, 15-year birthday, everyone was there. We all, the priest led us. We, we, we put our hands up. And their parents and godparents and grandparents and, and aunts and uncles were, were speaking words of blessing. And then we all put our hands up and we blessed this 15-year-old, a beautiful child of God. And we spoke a word of blessing over her. It's a community to raise a child in the right way. We're going to do that in a moment, and I hope those preschoolers will feel the love of God coming through us. And I have a feeling that they're going to bless us too with their faith, with their words, and with the, the leading us in worship. So as you think about carving out time for God, and as you think about making the most of every opportunity, I'd like to close with these words. I read these words this past week uh, in my devotions. This came across them. And they encouraged me as I thought not only about my three daughters, but also about every child that comes into my life. And I think these words are not only for you as parents, but if you're a member at St. John's, if you're connected to St. John's, we have children everywhere. And we need to make the most of every opportunity to bless them, to love them, just like Jesus did 2,000 years ago. Deuteronomy chapter 11 says this. Fix these words of mine in your hearts and your minds. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. It's like, get these words into your life. Teach them to your children. Talking about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates so that your days and the days of your children may be many in the land the Lord swore to give to your ancestors, as many as the days that the heavens are above the earth.